This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to The Morning Beat on this beautiful Friday morning, May 20th. (sighs) You know what that means? What does that mean, honey? Two months till my birthday. I'm born on July 20th, so I've got a good little run left in me here before I get to turn 42. Let's go. You know what else it means? What? The weekend is almost here. I know. I love the weekend. Big, big night for you last night performing uh, some of your new music from your upcoming album uh, at the Morongo in uh, just outside of Palm Springs with Taylor Dane and Rosemary Galore. Yeah. So much fun. It was so much fun. It was beautiful. I uh, haven't been doing my new music uh, very much. I'm trying to just get it going before the album comes out, but I did a song that I literally just wrote three weeks ago that last minute we decided to do uh, it's actually a duet on the album with me and my brother. Mm. And it was a last minute decision to write it. And uh, it was just kind of to honor Taylor Dane's manager's brother. So it felt very fitting. Yeah. And um, and it was beautiful. What so, a full circle moment too. Like you performed yeah. a Taylor Dane song on American Idol how many years ago? 16, and 17 years ago. And stage with her last night. Just pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. I love it. If you missed it, uh, I'm sure we'll do another one. It was our second annual Divas in the Desert, raising money for Desert AIDS Project, DAP Health, as well as the Coachella Valley LGBTQ Center. We always love popping into Palm Springs and hanging out, spending time here. Um, so thank you so much for always supporting us and for showing up and showing always. out. The second one was bigger than the first one. Yeah. So maybe the third one will be even bigger. Ra- Wait, do you have a round of applause? Vanessa, is there a round of just applause. Just use your hands. Just, there's, there's a button. Just use your hands, honey. Just Vanessa, use your you hands. Don't know, you don't know the button. It's all right. Vanessa, just clap really hard. Okay, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the breakdown. <laughs> Vanessa still does not know exactly where all the sound effects are on the board because uh, mm-hmm. our old producer did not label them properly. So, what you're going to do you found now... It? Just hit a button. Oh, you found yes! it! Yes! Okay, great. <laughs> now, for fun, Vanessa, just hit another button that you don't know what it is. Go! Well, you, Ding. you gotta turn it up. I don't. Oh, there it is. <laughs> We're comics today here I on the morning beats. Uh, but so proud of you always. I can't wait for more and more people to see you perform your music Thank live. You, my I love. saw you perform some of your music a couple weeks ago in in West Hollywood. Uh, that was a blast. Thank you, baby. Uh, and I'm just excited for the world to hear your stuff. So me too, my it's love. It's starting to happen. Oui. You ready to do it? You ready for some news on the beats? Yes, honey. Take it away. All right, well, as we keep getting primary results, victories by LGBTQ candidates were rare, with the bulk of success occurring in state legislative or county-level races, although there were a handful of notable exceptions. In one of those 
exceptions, Democratic primary voters in Oregon selected Tina Kodak, the current speaker of the Oregon House of Representatives, as the party's nominee for governor. Kotek, who may be slightly favored in the general election in the Democratic-leaning state, is now on track to become one of the first out lesbian governors in U.S. history, along with Maura Healey, the Massachusetts Attorney General, who is now running to be the Bay State's next governor. You know what I love about you? Go on. Your confidence. Thank you. How you can read a name, and the first time you read it, you say Kotek, and the second time you read it, you say Kotek, because you're not sure which one is right, so you cover all your bases. Yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you, honey. I I'm mean, here I, for the American people. I have no idea how to say the name. I have no <laughs> clue. And I usually just pick one thing and stick with it and, and convince the world that I know what I'm talking about. Not you. Not Michaela Gordon. She gives every Friday. variation possible. Just so you know. I like know. to have people choices. Yes. I love that about you. And you don't care. You do not care at all. And it's the cutest thing ever. Thank you, my love. I appreciate it so much. All right. Let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be sunny and wonderful today. Uh, 96 in Dallas, 100 in La Quinta, 74 in Cleveland, 93 in Atlanta, a high of 69 in San Francisco, 101 in Palm Springs, 103 in Vegas. How is it still 72 in L.A., babe? Usually when it's like 100,000 in Vegas, it's like one sort of 100,000 Here's the actual thing about, here's the thing about L.A. She makes her own decisions. We do this every, she sure does. Every single year we find ourselves in this exact situation. We have, we all, everybody who lives here has the same conversation. L.A. is trash until about July. Because May is always, May gray, and then June gloom. We always forget it. And then around July, it starts to get hot, and it stays that way through September and into early October. Our summer is usually July through September here. But in May, we expect the rest of the world gets nice, the rest of the country gets nice in May, and we expect it, we never get it. And we're always hurt by that. We are hurt by that, and I don't appreciate it, so get it together! While the world gets it together, can you please give us a vibe of the day to, to calm our stresses? Okay, well this, this, I don't know if it'll calm your stresses, this is from Albert Einstein. You heard of him? No. Some call him Albert Einstein. Ooh, I know that. Albert Einstein. Einstein. Okay, you might have. Okay, sure. Uh, Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Oh. Oh, That's good. I like it. That's a good one. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right. Okay. Just that music alone. Has my palms sweaty because we're getting closer and closer to my wedding date. Super, super excited about it. We've been planning this thing for a year. Michaela, you're in my wedding party because I love and adore you, my bestie. Love you. And uh, it's a big deal, right? Uh, But what sort of etiquette do guests need to be aware of? Uh, And what are the common things that guests get wrong when it comes to wedding uh, etiquette, right? First and foremost... The wedding is about the two people getting yes. married. That's yes. it. Yes. It's not your time to shine. At all. It's not your time to share your opinions. Nope. Uh, it's not your time to bury them in conversation at the reception because you just want to catch up with them. Right. It's not your moment. Yeah, you have to respect that Yes. They're... So according to Miss Manners, uh, the, the couple is in such high demand on their special day, so keep conversations brief and keep them light yeah not time to talk about politics not time to talk about i don't want to hear at my wedding uh about my my hateful sister who's a christian and and doesn't want to attend i don't want to hear about the don't say gay bill at my wedding i don't want to talk about those things at my wedding uh so 
especially if you're going to a same-sex marriage or a wedding for the very first time, you don't need to bring the fact up. Yeah, it's just I a think wedding. so. But I, I also think have that same regard for the guests as well. Yeah, like don't put the guests in an uncomfortable situation mm-hmm. as well. And not that you should be censoring yourself, but just understand that you are hanging with people who may have different beliefs than you because yes. they're the family members of people. Yeah, and you don't want to bring up politics or religion or something that could create a scene. It's a celebration. Totally celebrate. Absolutely. Um, also, oftentimes, uh, what couples will do is like a receiving line. Move through it, say hi, say congratulations, move on. Also, take your cues from the couple. If you see that the couple is open to certain things or if the couple is bringing up conversations, sure, that's a different story. Yeah. But by great. and large, you know, uh, a wedding is not the opportunity to, to hash out a little issues or to have an argument. No, also, and don't make it about that. Well, another thing is like if you do get a moment with the groom and groom or the bride and bride or the bride and groom or the the two brides and the groom, whatever the combination may be. It's 2022, right? Um, maybe just say, hey, let's catch up at a later date. Yeah. Let's catch up when things ease down, ease up a little bit, maybe in a few weeks. Like, let me know what works for you. Shoot me a text whenever you get to it. No no pressure. And maybe we'll just go to lunch. If, if you really do want time to reconnect, maybe. Because, you know, weddings, a lot of times, I've got friends coming to my wedding from high school that I haven't seen in years. Oh, I have one who's my best friend from high school. I haven't seen her in probably 10 years. And so uh, she's coming to the wedding, and I cannot wait. Um, but for me, for me, though, we're doing a destination wedding. Yes. And the reason we're doing that, one, I didn't want to get married in the United States. This country bothers me sometimes. It annoys me, right? We wanted to choose a central location for our family all the way in New York and all the way in Ohio and in California, so we chose Mexico, right? Yeah. And destination wedding allows you moments over the course of days or even a week to connect. Which is great. You don't have to do it all in a three-hour reception. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I don't want that pressure. I, I want to enjoy my day. Of course. I think also something that's very important to remember um, is to just really be responsible for yourself and also like your drinking. Yes. And also like those yeah. things because these conversations can be fine sober, honey, but you get two tequilas in you and you might want to have like a full-blown convo. So if you know that that's who you are, maybe you should regulate that. Especially, especially I think, at a same-sex wedding. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people haven't attended them before. And so you might feel one of two things. You might be a little bit uncomfortable or anxious about it and overdrink, and then that comes out bad. Mm-hmm. Or you might be so excited about it that you drink and you're way too hype. I'm like, listen, yeah. honey, I need you to sit down. Lastly, I'll say this, and this is a lesson I learned years ago. We call it a lot of times, we call it the Irish exit. Oh, I love Irish exits. You don't have to say goodbye. I love Irish exits. If you're leaving the reception, you don't have to go stand and wait for the couple. You don't have to get a goodbye. Just Just leave. That's okay. It's totally kind. It's actually, I used to think it was rude when people would just leave parties and stuff like that. It's actually, actually, I see it now. It's kind. You're not putting the pressure on whoever's hosting the party or the wedding or the reception or whatever it is to actually take more time to exhaust to make sure that you feel comfortable. Just leave. Yeah, I love that. I definitely just leave. When I'm done, honey, I'm out the door. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, this is a really great topic for a first uh, what's popping. If you ask me, Christopher Maloney, a lot of gay men obsessed with this guy. Uh, I'm, I see it. My fiance, I, I feel like if Christopher Maloney showed up on our doorstep tomorrow, my fiance would say, the wedding is off. That's how much he loves him. 
Why is he in the news? What's popping? All right. Well, he looks gorgeous and hot like a zaddy. But Christopher Maloney is letting it all hang out when he exercises at home. He says, I work out naked. It's my gym. The Law & Order Organized Crime star said, and I don't black out the window, the 61-year-old jacked actor <laughs> told people. And I'm okay with that. My wife, however, is not. Wait, he doesn't black out the window. No, I love that. he, he lets it happen. He's toying with us right yes, now. Yes, he That's is. That's a flirt. Listen, he's a Jesse Williams success, and he's like, come. To my window. <laughs> uh, he said that his wife, Doris, sometimes joins him for workouts, but he prefers to get in the buff uh, by himself. Well, he said, we'll hit the gym, but you know, I'm not to be spoken to. It's like interrupting a monk when he's in the middle of his monking. I hear that. Listen, I do not like working out with other people, even Lisa. I like to be in my own zone. If you talk to me, I have my AirPods blaring so loud. Honey, I'll see that mouth moving. I am not stopping. I am on to the next. Nothing says don't approach me at the gym like AirPods or the big headset like this guy wears. However, they still find a way to ask how you're doing. And Mm. I'm like, Uh, He says he likes to work out, though, uh, naked. I feel like there's something that makes sense about this. Mm. Because when you work out and you can see the muscles that you're pumping in the mirror, you're like, oh, okay, I'm working out. Like, I see the muscles. So seeing himself naked, he's like... I am goals. Well, he says he gets so mad at the gym when people don't put their weights away, which is why he works out at home sometimes. He can't stand people because they're so dumb. <laughs> I hear that. He That's people's, he a lot of people's pet peeves. He doesn't use the word dumb. He said, listen, he says he's like, uh, my career, he goes, I was given the moniker Zaddy, like you said earlier, Michaela. He said, which I believe means an elderly gentleman with a certain patina of sexiness to them. <laughs> Not a patina. I, I love his explanation of Zaddy. <laughs> I mean, it's close. I wouldn't say elderly. Yeah. I've been called zaddy. I'm getting into that zaddy phase, especially when I have my gray beard going. But I'm only 41. I think think zaddies can start at 40 and go well into their 70s. Yeah. So he's right. He's in the mid-range. Yeah. I love it. All right. Coming up, as an adult, do you still struggle finding yourself trying to do adulting? Mm -hmm. Kelly Williams-Brown, the author of Adulting, How to Become a Grown-Up, easily joins us next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. Welcome back to the show. We have a fantastic hour coming up for you. Uh, listen, <laughs> sometimes we sit in this studio and we just look across the way at each other and Michaela and Vanessa and I think to ourselves, what, what are we doing? What is this that we're Literally, actually doing every day? a lot of often, a lot of often. Like, well, I, we get a paycheck every two weeks. Uh, the hours are horrendous, but but then also we're done pretty early, so it's not yeah. that bad. I'm wearing, sw- I'm barely wearing sweatpants right now. I'm, I'm I do the absolute least. Yes. I show up here in flip flops some days, mm. and you have that that messy bun on top of your head that I love so much. By the way, that scrunchie is giving me life. It doesn't match anything okay, on your outfit, but I but love it. Are you getting a '90s serve? A thousand percent. Because I didn't want to wear this ugly scrunchie, but it is safer for my hair. No, so you know how much I love '90s vibe, Michaela. It's my whole thing. I know you don't. It's a thing. So much so that I've already requested many times a certain hairstyle for you at my wedding. I know. Based on a character from the 90s. (laughs) I actually know Jodie Locke, who you think I look like. And I'm going to have her join us on the morning show just so you can tell her that. Wait, her name's Jodie Locke? Yes. It used to be O'Keefe back in the day. That's how I know her. Oh, maybe it is Jodie O'Keefe. But she... Uh, Maybe she got married. She got married. Well, I, I I know her from a film 20-some years ago that I love. One okay. hairstyle she wore, and I requested it. Hearing this. I say all this to say that somehow we put on a show every day, and we're kind of adults. I Yes. Which brings us to our topic and here in just a moment. After we do news on the beat in about eh, 13 minutes from now, uh, we're talking about adulting. We're actually talking about the word adulting with the woman who created the word. She's a best-selling author. And she is calling it the Morgan. Uh, the Morgan. Wow. The Morning Beat. She's from Oregon. Okay. To be fair. Oh, the Morgan. The I Morning Beat. Okay. That makes sense. It feels right. I, I read something and then, of course, I said it. Uh, but she's calling into the Morning Beat here in just a little bit. So stick around if you uh, want to talk to, to the inventor of adulting. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. All right. Let's do our best version of adulting. Uh, it's time for news on the beat. All right, babe. Well, Louisiana lawmakers have passed a bill prohibiting transgender athletes from competing on sports teams based on their gender identity. We've a debate over a similar measure that failed last year after it was vetoed by Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards. The Louisiana House of Representatives passed a bill requiring athletes at all levels from elementary school through college to compete only on sports teams that match their assigned sex at birth. The bill passed 72 to 21 with all Republicans and seven Democrats, largely from more rural areas, voting in favor of the bill. One of the House's three independents who typically caucus with Republicans. Repu- Republicans? <laughs> Let's call them that. Let's just start calling them Republicans. Republicans? Maybe, maybe if we rub their bellies like we rub our dogs' bellies, they won't be such a-holes all the time. Oh my God, from this point on, we're only calling Rublicans. them Republicans. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And two people in the entire nation will think it's funny, and they're both in this room right now. So that's us in a nutshell. How did we get in this oh nutshell? God, because Republicans are voting against the measure. Republicans is so stupid. It's never ending. It never is Just ending. Just let people be. They make the, you would think that that this is the biggest issue facing humanity right now. They they love the amount of love. Actually, if you think about it, and attention, as queer people, what do we love? Attention. We yeah. love it. We love attention. The amount of attention that the Republican Party <laughs> has given us 
and our causes over the years is just astounding. Yeah. How often they think about us all day, every day. They're obsessed with obsessed. us. Obsessed. Get over it. Uh, we I mean, don't want to be with you. They just need a good belly rub. Yeah. Rublicans. You rublicans. <laughs> okay, let's get into a little weather. It's going to be high of 70 in LA, 69 in New York, 72. I'm sorry, 103 in Vegas, 101 in Palm Springs. I guess something about rubbing Republicans' bellies this is, now. This is us adulting. Yeah, it We're is. We're getting ready to talk to the creator of adulting, and this is the best we can do. And we just want to rub their bellies. I do. Okay, well. Yeah, 69 in San Francisco and 74 in Cleveland. You can rub the Buddha's belly. That's adulting. I want to make a 69 joke now because of San Francisco. See, this is how this is how not adult I am. Do you want to give it a shot? No, I'm I'm just going to do a vibe of the day and inspire our listeners. Okay. This is from Albert Einstein. Go on. Good old Al. Life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Ooh. Moving towards adulthood, perhaps? Moving towards being an adult. Well, listen, if you don't know how to do it as an adult, if you're struggling and you feel like you have to adult, but you don't know how, I'm literally just talking about myself, uh, Kelly Williams Brown, author and reporter in Salem, Oregon, of adulting, how to become a grown-up in 535 Easy Steps, joins us to tell you what you're doing wrong next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, so every now and then a word will slip into our like everyday vernacular and it feels like it's been there forever. Yes. And one of those words, I think you can probably relate to this, Michaela, is the word adul- adulting, right? I mean, I've been striving for it since I turned 22. I literally am 34, still very confused. Well, guess what? You're going to take another five or six <laughs> years before you're fully there. I'm in my 40s and I finally feel like sort of I'm adulting for the first time in my okay. life. In your mid-20s, you think you're supposed to have it together. Then by your mid-30s, you realize you never were. Okay, right? great. Uh, but somebody who's an expert on the topic, so much so that they actually invented the word, is Kelly Williams Brown, author and reporter in Salem, Oregon. She's the author of Adulting, How to Become a Grown-Up in 535 easy-ish steps. Kelly, how are you? Hey, good morning. I'm good. How are you? We're good. We're, we're good. good. Listen, we're up early. We are doing our jobs, so yes. it feels like we might uh, be adulting. <laughs> what do you think? That, that is it right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. Um, you know, it, it's so strange because I came up with that word, I think, like 10 years ago, and people just really liked it and they have really dug it and I still see it like on hats at Target and I just wish I got some money from it. Oh, that part. Oh my God, yeah, I'm sorry that you didn't because it's my favorite word, also one that I have the most struggle with because I think that I'm, I'm 34 years old, I don't have children, me and my partner are both musicians, she's a DJ, I'm a singer, I kind of like do whatever I want. Uh, So there's not always a lot of structure that I have to abide by. And I find that's when adulting seems to get a little bit tough for me. I went to this women's circle yesterday and all the women were so like adulty. And I was like, hey, gals, uh, sorry I'm late. (laughs) Sorry I'm late. So what do we do? (laughs) But to be fair, I I will tell you this. Like no one thinks they're an adult, right? When I was doing the research for that book, that's my first book, I would ask people who were literally surgeons. I'd be like, okay, so I'm writing this book about adulthood. And they're like, well, I don't know why you would want to interview me. I'm not really an adult. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, you like cut people open for living. and You better be an adult, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I think part of that is that we always can really, really tell what it is that we're not good at. And we decide that that's the most important thing to being an adult, right? So if you're bad at keeping your house clean, you're like, oh, that's what makes an adult. 
or if you're bad at like social situations or knowing what to say in a work situation, you're like, well, that's what it, an adult is, you know, but really it's just making those little choices one it's, by one. It's so interesting because listen, my partner and I, I've been in couples therapy for a few months now and we're getting married soon. We've got together 10 years and to the outside world, they're like, oh, you're so adult, right? I host a national mm-hmm. morning show. Like we have, we both have careers. We do well for it. We, our dog has been alive for a year and a half since yes. we got him. You know, so like we're doing things. We pay our bills. Like we're good. Like our credit score is not bad. Like, you know, we're good. But I still feel like some days I wake up and I'm like, <laughs> I, get to, I get to eat whatever I want today. Like I get to go wherever I want today. Nobody can tell mm-hmm. me what to do. But then I like text my mom to make sure it's okay with her and I'm 41. So it's it's so it's so relatable. I will tell you this though. Speaking of the wedding, it feels like we've been putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to do like more, 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 more. We're doing a destination wedding, and this mm-hmm. feels like even though we've been together ten years, our chance to adult on a big scale and to show our friends and family that we are actually grown. Do you feel that people have, in your experience or your research, get to a point where they're like, okay, this feels adult, and now I'm an adult? Does that ever happen? Mm, that's really interesting. So, I mean, a big milestone thing like that, it, it is really adult, you know. Um, I, I do have a quick wedding tip for you, though, and it's just a little one. Love it. Uh, all right, here we go. So when you're up at the altar, mm-hmm. take a moment and look out at the people who are there. And just, like, take that, like, snapshot in your mind Mm. because it's a group of people who probably would never otherwise all be together Mm. and may never all be together again. And, um, you know, and that's a part of adulthood, too, is, like, really savoring, like, the importance of that connection, you know, and and what it means to get to a day where you and your partner have this beautiful relationship where you're ready to, to you know, to, to make this next step. Um, so yeah, and then, and then, you know, you'll have a moment like that and then you'll have a moment when you get home and you realize that you left, you know, whatever thing in your fridge and now the whole apartment smells like that refrigerator. It's one thing at a time. I'm just nervous though. If I look out to the audience, if I spend too much time actually looking at the people that are there at my wedding, when I turn back to my partner, it's going to be Michaela because I feel like she's going to like boot him off the, off the stage and try to marry me. Part of adulting is that I still get to be his best friend (laughs) and he's not trading me out. Um, I will say I, as much as I love adulting, I think it's also really important to be a kid at heart. Uh, I want to talk about your new book, Easy Crafts for the Insane, a mostly funny memoir of mental illness and making things. My therapist told me, do things that you wanted to do when you were little in your adulthood now. So I joined a kickball team, but I love arts and crafts. So what's this new book about? Yeah. So this new book is pretty funny. I had literally the worst. Well, that's a lie, but a really, really bad 18 months. Like I, I got divorced. I broke three of my four limbs and separate oh, yeah. unrelated things. What? Yeah. I, um, I like my dad got cancer. My grandma died. My cat died. I'm sorry, uh, mama. My grandma my, died too. Sending our grandmas uh, are hanging out right now. Yeah. They were having a good time, but you know, it, and it was really hard because, you know, I had had this what was from the outside like this really picture perfect life and then it all just really really fell apart um and you know and and all I was doing during that time I was like well I'm, I'm not doing much adulting whatsoever I'm mostly like on my couch watching Bob's Burgers and making crafts um and so that book is like about another part of adulting that we don't always talk about which is that you know we can be like 
doing it and everything is going our way and we're on like on top of the world and then things start to happen and and we have what I what you could call a rebuilding year or two. Mm. You know what I mean? And because we always like to think of it as just this like linear thing, like, okay, we're just going to get better and better and better. And, but the truth is that like all of us will have those times where we're just not there anymore. You know, and what I tell people is that that doesn't mean that you're not still the same person that you were before, even if you're going through all this, even if you're not a good adult whatsoever right now. Um, and so my way, sometimes like when things are just really bad, you just got to figure out what's going to get you through it. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was crafting. Mm, I love that. I love that. I usually just laugh and take an edible, but that's way more productive. I appreciate the advice. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kelly Williams Brown, uh, New York Times bestselling author. Uh, if you want to pick up a copy of Adulting Easy Crafts for the Insane, she's got other books as well. Uh, head over to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere you get your books. You're fantastic. Thank you so much, Kelly. Oh. Thanks for having me, guys. It was great. Have a great rest of your day. You too. All right, coming up, everyone should have an emotional support system, but some of these items are getting hand. Find out why a water bottle could take place of an emotional pet. Coming up next. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, I love this conversation. You know, we've talked about, you know, what we do. We talk about this a lot. I'm going to, I'm sorry great character right now and to say this. We talk about what we do to like make ourselves emotionally sane a lot. We talked yeah. about TV shows and films earlier this week that we watched. You revealed that you love Roseanne. Yeah. I feel the same. That little like quilted Afghan over the back of the couch just yes. gives me life. Uh, I don't love her so much, but I love the rest of the family. But do you have any sort of item that is an emotional support item for you because this article that we came across in Refinery29 is really interesting uh, where this young girl says, yep, yep, my water bottle, my water bottle is my emotional support item. And I think that's really actually super relatable, but I don't know if that's just an L.A. thing or not because I see people carrying water bottles everywhere here. Yeah. yeah. What is that? I don't know. I think the people... Um, get addicted to their water and they feel like they need to drink the proper amount of water to stay mm-hmm. healthy so they drag it all around. Because if, if you do that and nothing else at least you've accomplished something for the day. Yeah and it I makes it, yeah. them feel so good but I just keep mine in my car and then it's in there for like two weeks because I forget it, yeah, to take it out. Evaporates. Yeah. <laughs> You're like where'd my water go? Yes. But I do have I have an a, emotional support item that I've had Literally since I was a little, before I was born, Mm -hmm. and it's exactly the purpose. I have a baby blanket that I named Jenny that you know. Jenny. Jenny. And I literally to this day, like if I have a meltdown, I go into my bedroom and I throw myself on the bed (laughs) and I grab my blanket. I travel with my blanket. I like, I'm, it's insane. It's interesting though, because your blanket is like. It, it's like it's like a turducken. It's like the turducken of emotional support items. What's a turducken? So a turducken is turkey and duck inside of chicken. It's all wrapped together and then it's baked. It's called a turducken. Oh my god, it is a turducken because yes. my blanket <laughs> has been recovered yes. four times. So yes. there's like the OG blanket so it's like inside there. In shredded the... layers of blanket yes. inside this beautiful quilted blanket that yeah. you now have. I've got a turducken. You have a turducken. It keeps you it keeps you feeling safe. Yeah, it does. But Lisa always laughs because she's like, I think it's so odd that like not odd, but I think it's so funny that like you walk in here with like your five inch lubes and your makeup fully beat and, and your extensions in and then 
you take it all off and put your pajamas on and grab your blanket and you're like, all right, let's watch some TV now. <laughs> I have my, I still have my baby blanket. You know how everybody have those little blankets that are they're really soft and they're kind of like waffly looking, That the material? Yeah. Like a lot of times they're like pink or blue. Yes. I will give credit to my mom because I think she deserves credit on this. Mine was green. Oh. Kind of still a masculine color, but yeah, it wasn't the traditional off, blue, which I really appreciate. Okay, Cass. I have mine in the drawer, actually, in my bedroom, still in my closet. I keep that blanket, and I have one blanket that is super, super, super itchy. It's made of wool that my grandmother, this is really this is really sweet, actually, years and years and years ago, back in like the 1950s or 60s or something a while ago, my grandparents went to a Notre Dame football game, and it was cold. So my grandpa bought my grandma a blanket, like a stadium blanket. Just a small one. It's like plaid, like red and blue and gold. And it's made of wool. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. But he got it for her at the Notre Dame game. And she kept it until she died. And she had told me about it. And she gave it to me before she died. So I still have that blanket at home, too. So I have two little blankets I love it. In, in my closet that I, that I get out rarely. If I feel like I miss her or if, I'm, if I feel like I just miss my childhood or whatever, I have emotions, I'll grab my blankie too. I think it's pretty normal. I love it. I love that. All right. Well, coming up in What's Poppin', Dakota Fanning is revealing she also sort of has an emotional support item. Find out why this necklace is so important to her. Coming up in What's Poppin'. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, it's time for another round of What's Poppin'. And, and if you listen to our show with any regularity, you know that Michaela and I are obsessed with our dogs. I literally got a dog because I became so obsessed with Michaela's dog, Rocco, early on in the pandemic. He's a uh, handsome I guy. I love Bruno as well, but Rocco's my little guy. Yeah, Rocco's a Tonka boy. And I thought that you took things a little bit too far when you revealed that sometimes you lick your dog just so that he feels loved, like you're his mother. Yeah. But it turns out uh, one celebrity might have taken uh, her love of dogs even further. Michaela, what do you have? I hate you so much. (laughs) All right, Dakota Fanning was on the Kelly Clarkson show. And they were having a fabulous conversation when attention went to Dakota's necklace. Find out what she was saying to Kelly. 
she passed away. My my oh. first and only dog. Her name was Llewellyn. This is a little bit of her hair in my uh, in my oh. necklace. Yeah. I know. Oh, that's creepy and so beautiful. I have her with me. I, know. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's a shrine to Llewellyn. <laughs> That's so cute. It is a little creepy, but it is a little precious. And honestly, if you're a dog lover, like in a major way, I would a thousand percent wear a necklace with Rocco's fur in it. Absolutely. I also believe that if if Rocco had longer hair, like my dog has hair, your dog's more like fur-ish, uh, I feel like you would get it braided into your weave somehow. Like you'd find a way to I wear it. I would do anything. Yeah. I would do anything for Rocco. <laughs> and he would do anything for Mama. Listen, I love dogs. I love them. I'm, but I'm starting to, you know what somebody told me? Actually, you know who told me it was Dr. Green, who sometimes calls in for What the Health? He came to my house yesterday. He said, uh, and my dogs ran out. And I said, oh, sorry. And he goes, no, I like dogs. It's cats I don't like. Same. And I was like, Same. I, a lot of people agree with you. Hate and he said, but I was told the reason I don't like cats is because I'm unable to let love in. And. Wait, What? Once you're able to let love in, it's like a, it's a something. He said somebody told him that the reason why he doesn't like cats and he's allergic is that he's unable to allow love into his life. And I will say when I was a little girl, I was very, very allergic to cats. And now my makeup artist has cats and they jump on my lap and I'm not allergic at all. Okay, that's weird because I used to be super, super allergic. And I found out because we got a cat named Snowball that we had for one week and my mom and I were both very allergic. Uh, she was a grown woman at the time. That tracks. She can't let love in. I hear that. But I'm not really allergic so much anymore. Yeah. I just don't trust them. That Well, then maybe they you don't trust love. Ter- they terrify me. Or, or, hear me out, maybe cats are just vile, evil little creatures. And cats, Maybe and you're dogs scared are, of love, honey. And dogs are love. I, I love love. Then let it in. You love me. Yeah, so let me. I let you. Sometimes. Eh. Take it. Turn it off. The Morning Beat, Channel Q. Coming up this hour on The Morning Beat, Gemini season. Say less. Stop it, Michaela. You can't interrupt Say me three seconds in. less. Gemini season is here. We're going to be joined in about 13 minutes by Marcus Barrington, our resident astrologer, our hottie astrologer. He's got a podcast yes. called uh, Daily Astrology with Marcus Barrington, and he's going to be talking to us about what to expect, what to... When expecting. Uh, that, okay, you are such a disaster right now, and I love everything <laughs> about you. you. She gets on stage with Taylor Dane and Rosemary Galore one time, performs one song, and she thinks she's all that. Oh, God. Um, you know what's so funny? The word Gemini, every single time my entire life I always hear this this word, I think of one thing in particular. And it kind of breaks my heart because I don't really talk to my little sister anymore that much. But when we were little kids. Is she Gemini? No, 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 no. But when we were little kids, well, I don't know what she is. What's March? No, she's Pisces. Not a Gemini. Okay, yeah. So when we were little kids, though, New Kids on the Block were huge. And they had a song that was, didn't I blow your mind this time? Didn't I? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That was like the, lo- whatever. Uh-huh. She always sang, Gemini, blow your mind oh. this time. Gemini. Gemini, <laughs> blow your mind. I have no idea what that meant. And I would sing it with her. I'm like, yeah. That's so cute. That's a vibe. <laughs> Nothing to do with the song. Not, not, not the, the lyrics song. at all. Okay. You know what? That actually reminds me. Can we pull that song so when we talk to Marcus Barrington, no, we won't. It's okay. It's fine. It's, it's an inside joke. I think yeah. it's funny to me. It's okay. But I love it. I'm going to go listen to the new kids on the block 
after work today. I love it. Can't wait. Right now, though, it's time for some news on the beat. Michaela, take it away. All right, cutie. Well, as we keep getting primary results, victories by LGBTQ candidates were rare, with the bulk of success occurring in state legislative or county level races, although there were a handful of notable exceptions. In one of those exceptions, Democratic primary voters in Oregon selected Tina Kodak, the current Speaker of the Oregon House of Representatives, as the party's nominee for governor. Kodak, who may be slightly favored in the general election in the Democratic-leaning state, is now on track to become one of the first out lesbian governors in U.S. history, along with Mara Healy, the Massachusetts Attorney General, who is now running to be the Bay State's next governor. All right, in other news, the Texas Supreme Court issued a multi-part ruling on investigations into transgender care for minors that is both sides claiming victory. The court's ruling stops an investigation into the family of one transgender minor, but strikes down a statewide injunction blocking investigations into the parents of other transgender youths. The court also ruled that Governor Greg Abbott does not have authority over such investigations. In February, Abbott, a Republican, ordered the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services, the state's child welfare agency to investigate child abuse claims filed against parents who might be providing their transgender children with gender affirming medical care all right let's get into a little bit of weather it's going to be a high of i love how you i love when you do weather as if you're pronouncing the word weather, W-H-E-T-H-E-R, and not the word W-E-A-T-H-E-R. I know. I like saying weather <laughs> because it reminds me of Stewie on uh, Family Guy yeah. when he says whipped cream. Yeah, because there's an H there. I just prefer to say weather. So you're pronouncing... It sounds rich. You're pronouncing whether or not, not weather. what's the weather outside. No, I hear that there's, there's no H there. I just... I want to keep our listeners... <laughs> on the edge of their seats. On the edge. Really Do you guys just... want some weather... Whether, Whether or not you want it, you're going to get it. <laughs> Whether or not you want the H, it is silent. <laughs> it's going to be wild. 92 in Atlanta, 69 in San Fran, 88 in Miami, I have 91 in Houston, 103 in Vegas, 72 in LA, and 69 in New York, New York. And give us a vibe of the day. Life is like riding a bicycle to keep your balance. You must keep moving whether you want to or hey, not. Hey, that's right, honey. <laughs> now, I will say this is... N- Coming up next, Marcus Barrington, our astrologer, who's super hot, is joining us <laughs> to talk about Gemini season. And all I have to say is Rocky Gordon, a.k.a. my father, is a Gemini. And if you listen to this show for four years, it's going, you know, it's going you know to go that's well. going. So um, wait for seven minutes to find out this convo. <laughs> Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. All right, so... Uh, yeah, play this terrifying music, Vanessa. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. I asked Vanessa for some really spacey, fun horoscope music. This sounds like we're in the opening scenes of a horror film. Because we're in Gemini season, bitch. Well, yes, open uh, up. Okay, so you hear our guest, our resident astrologist, Marcus Barrington, is joining us. Thanks for being here, Marcus. Um, yeah, of course. When you're not on the air, we always call you our hottie astrologist because you're so hot. The um, hot astrologer. <laughs> but, um, so, <laughs> Michaela has been dreading this because... Gemini season starts officially tomorrow, this weekend, and she just thinks the worst of all Geminis, they apparently. They are chapels. So what, why does she think that, <laughs> and what do we need to know about Gemini season? Well, you know, every time I talk about Geminis in my podcast, I, I, I pull a Michaela for sure, where I'm just like, you know, this planet's in Gemini, and it doesn't like being in Gemini, and who really likes being in Gemini? <laughs> so yes, baby, Gemini. yes. 
the truth. Yeah, Gemini is, you know, Gemini is the twin. It's the two-face of the Zodiac. But we have to remember that that's what Gemini is supposed to do. Gemini is supposed to add an unstable element to the Zodiac. So it's doing its job. But yes, the Gemini season in particular can be a rough one for a lot of people unless you are one of those crazy Geminis. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, nobody likes being in Gemini more than a Gemini, but for every other person, we're like, no. I don't know what it is, particularly Gemini men. I have a very difficult time getting along with. My dad's a Gemini, a couple of men that I was friends with or worked with were Geminis. I understand their purpose is to be the twin. What I don't understand is the two very different sides and being unable to like control it. Yeah, so how do we yeah. how, how do you cope with the Gemini? You know, it's funny when I've gone on dates, obviously one of the first things I ask somebody is what's your zodiac sign? And whenever I'm on a date with a Gemini, they cringe and they're like, I'm a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they know. They know. <laughs> Honestly, the best way to deal with a Gemini particularly is to know what their triggers are. Because the thing is, a Gemini can switch and and turn a full bout on the drop of a dime. But Gemini season, I will say this particular go around of it, you'll be happy to know should be a little less dramatic. And the reason is that right now, the only planet in Gemini is Mercury, and he's retrograde. So that's why this particular Mercury retrograde is causing a little bit extra oomph to it. But he's about to head out of Gemini and reverse back into Taurus. Once he does that, which is going to happen at the start of Gemini season, nobody will be in Gemini except for the sun. So that should make this particular Gemini season a little less dramatic and a little less psycho. Okay, that's, right, now for, that's good to know. Yeah, great. Now, for the rest of us normal astrology signs, what does it mean for us in Gemini season? Less about the Geminis, but during the season for us. I will say Gemini season can be a really great time to change your perspective and to see things a little differently. The other thing Gemini season will do to the other zodiac signs is make us all a little bit more adventurous. It's also a time where you're going to see social things picking up quite a bit. Because Gemini, no one loves to party more than Gemini, and that energy is going to be hitting all of us. So people should actually, with no planets in Gemini causing issues and sort of interacting with the Gemini energy, it should mostly be a pretty fun party and sociable Gemini season. Okay, I, I listen, I'm I, I'm going to say this. Just last night, my fiancé texted me, and he made dinner plans with a friend of ours while he was out to cocktails with another friend, and I was at dinner with another friend, and I'm like, wait, this scenario has not happened in years. Like, where we're all out doing things separately and making more plans? Like, we're living our yep. best lives right now. Um, if... For instance, let's say Michaela and I happen to know somebody who happens to have a wedding coming up. And without giving any details or dates, what if that (laughs) wedding were taking place, eh, let's say, at the very end of Gemini season? Um, Any pitfalls to look Mm -hmm. out for in the coming weeks? Anything to keep in mind? Uh, Should they possibly reschedule their wedding for another month? (laughs) I wouldn't. Listen, I wouldn't reschedule the wedding because I'll tell you, it'll be the best wedding that everybody remembers as far as the party part, right? Everybody's going to remember the party part. They're going to have the best time. The only thing I would tell this, you know, hypothetical person or couple, (laughs) this alleged person, is just prepare for all possible contingencies. Because whenever you're doing something big like that in Gemini season, there's going to be twists and turns. Also, Gemini season for marriages can tend to, like, 
last minute fights, things of that nature can also come up, cancellations, delays on the flowers, whatever it might be. Just tell them that as these things come up, to just breeze right past them because in a second later, a solution will also be found. Listen. It'll just be a little bit more chaotic, a little extra twist well, and turn. This, this alleged soon-to-be husband <laughs> has an alleged super, super hot best friend who like totally knows how to mellow situations down. <laughs> allegedly. Like, I, I can't like, say enough that she's like beautiful. Yeah, she's um, so beautiful. But she can allegedly bring down this alleged and also, wedding. it's interesting that you say all of those things because all of those things actually have been happening to this friend uh-huh. recently so thanks for the advice marcus uh if you want to check out marcus's uh podcast that he mentioned earlier go check out daily astrology with marcus barrington wherever you get your podcast apple spotify all the fun places uh stay hot enjoy this party season yes. and we'll talk to you again soon thank you marcus for <laughs> always guys. bringing us up when we're feeling a little down <laughs> thanks guys bye bye good morning beat channel q all right so this is a very, very serious conversation, but we're going to take a lighthearted approach to it right now. The woman's, a woman's right to choose is is at risk right now of being taken away. Yes. Roe v. Wade possibly being overturned next month by the Supreme Court, by the conservative 6-3 majority, a uh, bunch, of, bunch, of, bunch of cis guys, mostly, uh-huh. and then Amy Barrett. God, Amy Barrett. Oh. Um, Amy Coney Barrett. But... Apparently, a million moms, the, the group Million Moms, uh, they're at it again, and they have a strategy for making sure that Roe v. Wade is, in fact, overturned. Um, this group is no longer available, apparently, on Facebook. So, it's been yeah. Taken down. Well, in real time, you said Google uh, One Million Moms Facebook, because we've always joked that it's only like 30,000 moms. Yeah, it's not yeah. One Million. But as of May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, hey, honey, oh. 2022, it was shut down and the Facebook page has been removed, which honestly is kind of iconic. Somebody had one too many margaritas <laughs> and got, got a little wild, took the group down. Yeah, they did. Well, the group was run by a single employee. Monica Cole was her name. Uh, and she runs the Million Mom group. Uh, and they're very, very anti-LGBTQ, very anti-a lot of things, right? And they now have a strategy. Now, this is all according to a recent email that went out to uh, those on her list. You know, the fight to end abortion in America is a spiritual battle. That is the best way to understand the events of the past week. Indeed, of the past 50 years since the Roe v. Wade decision effectively legalized abortion on demand in all 50 states, she starts. Goes on talking about how the radical left is literally at war with America. It's not an exaggeration. Uh, she said that she also made a claim that they firebombed a, pa- a family policy group in Wisconsin. I'm not sure what that's about. Okay. Missed that somewhere. And she said that one million moms need to come together in prayer and uh, to make this even more powerful to really sort of like boost up their prayer. You know how sometimes you go to uh, get a smoothie after the gym, after your workout, and you can add like a booster, a protein booster, or maybe like an immunity booster for like 50 cents or a dollar? Absolutely. Well, their version of that is praying and then also fasting. Now, she's specifically asking people to give up pleasant foods like ice cream, sweet tea, candy, etc., right? Because Daniel, the prophet, did as he prayed to God back in Daniel 10, verse 3, during this time of fasting, focus on your prayers toward ending abortion because if old Danny boy can do it, you can too. Okay. First and foremost, 
giving up ice cream, that's not really a, I mean, what is that? I mean, I like ice cream, but a lot of people are lactose intolerant. So giving up ice cream might not really be a worthy thing to boost your prayer warrior prayer chain, lady. Um, but it's just so absurd to me. It's just so crazy that this is their plan. But it's but it's also infuriating because it seems to be working. Yeah, absolutely. It seems to be working. It also doesn't. I mean, their Facebook page finally got shut down. It only had 20,000 moms to begin with. <laughs> and I think that, honestly, we are moving into such a different direction, although we're still having to fight for our rights as women and as our community does as well. I don't know if those fights will ever go away, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. I think there's always going to be somebody rebuking it, not liking it. And I think as long as we can stay strong and continue to help this next generation be true to who they are, they'll just die off. Uh, yeah, I I hope that what this does is, is reinvigorates progressives who thought, ah, cool, Joe Biden won. Donald Trump's gone. It's over. I don't want to spend my life thinking about elections. I don't want to constantly be in that cycle of arguing and worrying and trying to get somebody else into power. Yeah. But I would like to be at a place where we don't personally come after each other's choices all day every day. Yeah. And tell each other how to live each other. Like I don't want to be told how to live my life any more than I'm going to tell you how to live yours. Absolutely. And I and I thought that's what the Republican Party was about small government stay out of the lives of the personal lives of their citizens, but it seems that they're exactly the opposite opposite of that over and over again. A thousand percent. Which is why I don't understand any of this. But I'll give up tea, honey. I don't, I, don't, I don't even like tea that much. Yeah. Listen, honey, I'm trying to give up alcohol and sugar right now. Don't test me with a good time. Tea. Uh-oh. That's it. Tea. Tea. Give me a break. Tea to tea, tea, tea. Martinis, martinis, martinis. Good morning, Beat. Channel Q. If I should stay. All right, it's time for the round of what's popping uh, an icon. Uh, back in the news because of her ex-husband. Uh, Michaela, what do you have for us? Oh, the story is devastating. Um, Bobby Brown is saying that he believes Whitney Houston would still be alive if they had stayed together. He believes they could have really helped each other out. Now, they were married until 2007 when they were both battling crippling addition, uh, addiction throughout their 14-year marriage. Um, and in the years since Houston's tragic death in 2012, many close to the couple have revealed that it was she who'd influenced Brown in the use of hard drugs. I think that Bobby Brown has taken the rap that he influenced Whitney, the all-American woman. Uh, and if that's true, I think that it's just so devastating. Um he said that it was really rough because I was so addicted. I had to be put into medical detox first. And then the Bible got me through. It was about becoming healthier for my daughter, Bobby, Christina, and for the rest of my kids. You know, say what you will about Bobby Brown. I will be watching it. But he lost Whitney, his ex, his daughter, and then his son-in-law mm. within a short span of time. Uh, and he's still clean and sober, apparently. So... I will be tuning in. It's just such a devastating story all around. And Whitney, we've been talking about her all week, was just such an icon. But you saw the turmoil that they shared in their reality show, Bobby and Whitney. Uh, or I Whitney almost, and Bobby. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, it was crazy. It's also wild to me that she died over a decade ago. Do you know, you start to get to that point in your life where I'm sure some of our listeners can, can relate to this. Uh, once you've been around for a bit... It's almost like I'm in my 40s now. I'm about to turn 42 this summer. And I've been around for a bit. I've been in L.A. for 15, 16 years now. And 
it's it's interesting how time passes. You know, it's been a decade since we lost Whitney Houston, and she still is having a massive impact on pop culture. Yeah. That's kind of just so difficult to wrap my brain around. Even longer since Michael Jackson. Like, we lost so many icons within a pretty short period of time, um, and it's just it's just sad. It's just sad. Yeah, there's nothing you can really say about this story. I don't even want to judge the story. It's just um, Whitney Houston. I You know, there was also uh, rumors that kind of have been turned into facts that she was also in love with a, another woman. Yes, um, I've heard that as well. And she, you know, growing up the way that she did, mm. that probably wasn't accepted. So I think she was dealing with a lot more demons than we realized, as the, most yeah, do. she grew up in the church. One of her most iconic roles was the preacher's wife, you know? But then also one of her most iconic roles was the bodyguard, yeah. and she had a lot of power and a lot of sway at her character did in that. So I could also see where what Bobby is saying, Bobby Brown's saying, could be very true. On the other hand, She's no longer here to defend herself or yeah. tell her side of the story. So it's a little bit tricky. Yeah. So I, I, I'm open to listening, but that doesn't mean I'm going to accept every single thing. Because they were exes at the time. And when she passed, they were divorced. So, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Tell me something good. All right. So emotions have run high all week long. We talked about emotional TV shows and films that we watch when we're feeling a little bit down. We talked about emotional items that we hold on to, such as your blanket, Jenny. Yeah. We talked honey. about that the other day. Uh, and we've also talked about the fact that you like to snuggle with your dogs in your bed. Now, my dog is kennel trained, so he goes in his kennel at night, and that's where he sleeps. We say, we say night, night. He walks in there, he lays down. But we cuddle with him all the time on our bed during the day or on the couch. We love him. And you love having your little dogs in bed with you as well. Love. What happens, though, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're snuggling a dog that is not yours, that you have no idea how it got in your Wait, house? Wait, what? This is exactly what happened to how one. How did that dog get into your house? This couple, Julie Johnson and her partner, uh, wake up, her, her partner Jimmy. Oh, I have an ex named Jimmy Johnson. We hate uh, him. They woke up in the middle of the night and they're cuddling this dog and they have no idea where it came from but here's the thing they have three other dogs that also sleep with them oftentimes so they thought it was one of these other dogs they had no idea but also their dogs bark whenever anything else comes near them like yeah. anybody, anybody tries to get in their home so they're like cuddling cuddling like wait wait no you're not you're not no you're not sparky you're not buddy you're not rocco who are you and they're cuddling this whole dog like a oh big dog. God. And he just like came into the house and well, was like, hold me. Well, she, apparently. Oh. They looked and tried to find a tag. There was no tag. Uh, and they uh, posted on Facebook. Well, they go on While they were on Facebook, they found that a neighbor multiple blocks away had posted that earlier that day, she was taking her dog Nala out for a walk. She got out of her leash and darted off, just sprinted down the street and ran Whoa. through some neighbor, neighbor's yards. At night and found her way to this house, walked in the house with the dogs, climbed into bed with this couple, and just took a little nappy nap. Well, listen, this is a true story. (laughs) So cute. So Lisa's sister, they live in Vegas, and there used to be this cat they call Major now. So Major does have a home, but Major, Lisa's sister, lives in like an indoor-outdoor home. So Major just started kind of walking into the house Mm. and they thought it was like kind of funny. So they started like just leaving a little food for major. Well, when Lisa's sisters, when Lisa's brother-in-law died very unexpectedly, it was devastating. Major started sleeping with the sister. 
and he Aww. sleeps with her and they sleep every night together. And like now her and her neighbor share Major because Major sleeps with Lisa's niece as well. Aww. Isn't that amazing? I think it's Major. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's so major. I hate cats with everything in me. Because a similar situation happened with my cousin. They started, like, taking in the stray and feeding it. And all of a sudden, it was in the house. And then I took my puppy over there one time, Kingston. And that cat swatted him <gasps> so hard in the Ow. face. And I literally punted the cat. Because she started attacking Honey. him. She was attacking him and would not get off my puppy. And she was clawing him. So I didn't, like, kick her. But I took my foot, like, under the belly and kind of, like, lifted and pushed her off a couple feet away just to get him some freedom. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad. All right, well, that's a really great way to glad end. Tell me something good. Really Thank you for those. I kicked a cat. So times, you freak. I did not kick it. Okay, I, I don't gently, even know how to end this. I gently. Babe, just don't it. talk. Happy okay. Friday. See you Monday. I hope worst. we make it through the weekend without punting cats. Goodbye. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.